Welcome to the Aggie Parent and Family Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Jones, the Transition and Parent Coordinator at Utah State University. Today we have on our podcast, Stephanie Hamblin. Stephanie Hamblin is the Associate Director of University and Exploratory Advising. Stephanie, welcome to the show. It's good to have you. Thank you, Isaiah. Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, um, what department you're in, and so forth? Okay, sure. So I grew up um, just outside of Washington, D.C. and came to school um, right after high school. I came out to Rexburg, Idaho, went to Ricks College and transferred to Utah State University. Um, I have a legacy of Aggie family members in my family and so um, started here. I got my associate's degree and then I got my undergraduate degree in business information systems. So I spent about 10 years working at Utah State and decided that I wanted to go back and do a grad program. So I studied instructional technology and leadership. Um, I have four children. Two of them are graduates from Utah State University. Um, My third child will be attending this January and my youngest hopefully will be shortly behind him. So um, parent to four, grandparents to two with one on the way. Um, I bleed blue, love Utah State, and I'm excited to talk about what I get to do every day working with students. That's great. That's great. So yeah, maybe tell the listeners um, about your role at USU and kind of your title as Director of University and Exploratory Advising. Maybe tell us a little bit about the differences or what it means. Okay, so uh, we've recently combined university advising with the Exploratory Advising Center to really enhance the student's experience. Um, University advising is more of the uh, programming and development, um, big picture scale. Um, The exploratory advising is really the day-to-day hands-on helping students who are undecided, or we refer to them as exploratory students, uh, really decide on what direction they want to take their academic career. So we advise about 3,000 students, um, certainly advise students that are in majors that maybe aren't the right fit. Um, We have a series of uh, major exploration workshops. We have many major fairs. We do one-on-one advising, group advising um, for students to help them decide uh, which general education courses to take, how that helps them determine what major they have interest in, and then ultimately help them with the major declaration process. So, yeah, so a lot of times, you know, parents and family members, uh, they'll have a student here. It's October, so it's, it's midterm season as well. Um, how, what would you say a, a student should know or a parent should know about that process if they're still exploring? So I think the the biggest thing is it's totally okay to be undecided. Um, We have lots of resources in place to help students at certain milestones. So after their first semester, after the end of their first year, um, mid-sophomore year, to help them through the process because it is a learning experience. Um, I think that most students at Utah State have some 
piece of them that wants to have their toe in the exploratory advising center just to make sure that what they choose is really what they ultimately want to do. Um, we often find that students aren't aware of all of the major options that they have. And so we host um, many major fairs with the colleges so that students can get some exposure without taking maybe a 15 week course. At the same time, um, we have lots of familiarity with the colleges and with introductory courses that students can choose that also meet general education requirements um, to maximize their time, their experience here at USU. So, so uh, I think for a lot of um, students and parents and family members as they transition into the university, you know, they had an advisor in their high school setting and they come to a university and they have an advisor as well. Maybe you could unpack like, what is a USU advisor? What, what kinds of things do they do? So I think a, a USU advisor wears many hats. I think um, for sure we help students with degree plans and academic registration. Um, so at the very minimum, that's what we do. We help students develop and we like to co-create a degree plan for students. So a plan with the student sitting in our office or in a phone conversation, um, that's probably the basic. But academic advisors can be so much more than course schedulers. Um, mentors, oftentimes academic advisors are the place that a student can come if they have questions about adding or dropping a class, if they have questions about their financial aid and don't know who to talk to, um, if they have questions about scholarships, if they have questions about internships. Um, advisors may not know all of the answers, but they certainly have a, I like to think of it as a web with the university, a network system that we can pick up the phone um, and help make a referral to a student that may be in distress, maybe having roommate issues, uh, maybe just a little bit homesick. We're a place that the student can come in and say, this is what I'm feeling and this is what I'm experiencing and it's new and it's scary or I can't believe I got an A on my first test. I want somebody to celebrate with and I can't get a hold of my mom, right? Well, that's great. Yeah, I, I think the perception sometimes is that university advisors just help with scheduling, but it sounds like a student could come to you and just figure out where to go. Is that correct? Am I understanding Absolutely. That? I think the difference with a university advisor and maybe a high school counselor is that we are not going to tell students what to do, but we're going to help students look at their options and understand some of the consequences of the choice, but ultimately allow the student to make the choice that's in his or her best interest. So what would you say is the primary group of students that you serve? Uh, is it just kind of in general, you get to see a little bit of all of them? Is there a type of student that you see more often than others? Or what would you say? You know, we see a real mix of students. In our office, we work with students that are in the Aggie Prep program, which means students that maybe had a little bit lower ACT score, high school GPA, but um, we believe are, are capable of doing well with some additional resources. We also work with students that are returning. Maybe they left the university in less than good standing, um, but are ready to come back and give it a round two. Um, and then we have everybody in between. We we have brand new freshmen, we have students that have returned from military service or some type of humanitarian service. 
I think the biggest myth about exploratory students is that they're not as smart as the general university population, and it's a total myth. About one third of our students have above a 3.0 GPA. They're bright students, they're academically prepared, but they're just not quite ready to commit to one major. That makes a, a lot of sense. I'm sure that can be daunting. I remember being an undergraduate at USU and there's majors that I'd never heard of, you know, and someone would say, oh, I'm interior design. Didn't know that was a thing. Why do you think some of those myths are there that the exploratory students perhaps don't know what's going on or is not as bright? Is that just, is there something about, is it the undecided category that was there in the past? I believe it's it's the undecided category. Um, I think, you know, Utah State offers a great um, tuition um, platform for students. I think that college is expensive and it's a, it's a, integral part of your life um, and to imagine coming to school and paying for something that you're not sure why you're here um, can be a little bit intimidating. Um, I find that when we're out on the road recruiting students, everybody is asking, hi, hey, how are you? What's your major? And I think that that sends a message that if you don't know what you're going to do, why are you here? Sure. Um, So I think that it can be a little bit tricky, but we did a name change to exploratory to hope in, in a small way, kind of dispel that myth that exploring just means you have lots of options available to you. That's great. And is there a certain location where students can go at USU? I know that you know each college has an advising sort of center. Um, are they all housed within a college, or how's it structured? So academic advising at Utah State is um, is a little bit different than some schools. Um, we have advisors in the colleges. Um, so if you're interested in a major that's in the College of Science, you're assigned an advisor in that college or department. Um, but e- exploratory advising prides itself in talking to any student, talking to all students, um, letting them kind of navigate that process about who do I talk to and where do I start. Our office is located in the Taggart Student Center, which is a hub right here on the Utah State campus, and we're located upstairs in rooms 302 and 304. That's great. And what would you say are your primary objectives or goals as an academic advisor? The easy answer is to help a student decide a major. I think that the what we really try to do though is to help the student identify who they are, identify their strengths, identify their aspirations, and match that with a major that will lead to a career. Um, Oftentimes students feel like if they choose the wrong major um, that, that, that they won't be employable, they won't be able to have um, the career or the job that they want. And so I think more than choosing a major, um, our goal really is to help the student determine where their strengths are or what um, qualities they would like to enhance and how they can take that skill set and ultimately, um, in partnership with career services, um, find a job after graduation. That's important. And so that brings, that's a good segue to my next question, which is 
How should families uh, support their students in the advising process? You know, I think sometimes as a parent, on the one hand, you don't want to be too involved. Uh, we've had different guests come on the podcast and talk about that, you know, the major is not the only thing that employers are looking at. At the same time, the parents, kind of as you said, in collaboration with career centers, know that that is there. They do want to get jobs. What, what should they do? Should they, uh, you know, as parents, what should they do to be involved in that process? I think the very best thing a parent can do is listen. I mean, that seems very cliche, but oftentimes we hear students coming in um, that, that we ask, you know, what are your interests? What are, what are some of the majors you're interested in? Well, my mom said that I'd be really good at or I'm here because my dad said this is the next thing. And I think more than anything, whether your student wants to be an astronaut, a physicist, an educator, um, a poet, I think it's so important to support that. Um, It seems to me that this new generation of students aren't as concerned about making the almighty dollar, that they're looking for experiences and ways to impact um, the world. And so many times when I talk with students that come in and say, yes, I want to be a fill in the blank major and I ask them why, um, they don't have a really good answer. So we shift that conversation and say, well, if you could do anything, what would it be? And the body language and their eyes light up and they get animated um, talking about something that's similar or maybe very different. And you ask, why not pursue that? It's, well, my parents would not approve or they are not supportive. And that's challenging. I'm a parent. I have four kids. My kids have done a lot of different things. Um, you know, sometimes I thought this was the major for them and, and they took the, the other road, but they've been happy. And one of the, the skills I think that academic advisors have is to be able to help students Um, understand what can I do with an art degree? What can I do with a poetry degree? What can I do with an engineering degree? Um, So listen and be supportive, parents. It's so, so important to watch your kids come alive when they talk about their passion as opposed to what they feel like they should follow in their footsteps of brothers and sisters, parents, grandparents. And it seems to me that more and more uh, today's students are they're convinced and they're committed to meeting with an advisor they think it's a good idea but i know in this office a question we get a lot is how often you know when i was an undergraduate student i i enjoyed going but i was also a student athlete and so we had very structured times you know we meet at you know the beginning and the end and i was like so can i go in between can i go every day uh, how often would you say that a student should go or is it kind of de- depends on what they want to do I would definitely say at a minimum, a student ought to meet with their academic advisor once a semester. I encourage my students to schedule an appointment before Halloween and before St. Patrick's Day, because those two holidays align with our registration schedule here at Utah State. Um, That being said, you know, if a student needs a little bit more handholding, it's very appropriate to schedule an appointment more often. I had a student a couple years ago that came in seven days straight during my walk-ins just to make sure that he was on the right track. Um, And so I think there's not a limit, but at a minimum, 
before Halloween and before St. Patrick's Day, just to make sure that you're aware of scholarship deadlines, that you're aware of um, applications to the major. We have a lot of pre-programs so that you do know what classes are available for registration um, and just to share good news, right? We need to hear that too. That's wonderful. And so you you just alluded to many of the benefits of meeting with an advisor there. But what are some of the benefits that maybe you left out or some benefits that if you were to think about it again, that uh, students can get from meeting with their advisor? So I think I think academic advising is it can be so much more than registration, as we've mentioned. I think that we know um, if a student has a minimum of three connections at Utah State, that their retention, that their graduation is they're set up for success. And it makes me sad to think that there's students that maybe don't have that connection. So absolutely, an academic advisor can be there for registration, can be there for good news, can be there for challenging news, can just be a sounding board to say, this is what I'm kind of thinking about. Um, You know, what are your thoughts? What do you think? Um, Definitely scholarships. Right, there's oftentimes students are awarded a university scholarship uh, and are not aware that departments and colleges also have additional scholarships available. Some of them are academic based, some of them are merit, some of them are just because you live in Davis Hall, right? There's there's scholarship opportunities. Um, Internships is huge. You know, if a student can have an internship experience when they are a student at Utah State, it opens up doors. Um, The networking is unbelievable. Your academic advisor has connections with so many people on campus, whether it's faculty, whether it's the provost and president's office, whether it's food services and dining, whether it's student employment, um, financial aid, that there's a lot, a wealth of resource with your academic advisor. Well, listeners, it's the part of the podcast where I bring up a question that we frequently get in our student orientation office. And the question, Stephanie, is this. My student is an undergraduate at Utah State University. It's October and they're dealing with midterms. What would you say are some of the top things that they can do to succeed on their midterms? I think that it's important for a student to remember that it's never too late. Certainly, you should be doing your homework. You should be going to class every single class from the first day of school. Um, But we have a great academic success center that helps with note taking, that helps with study strategies. We offer workshops for students as they prepare for midterms. Um, And a lot of these services are free. A lot of these services students can access in a workshop format, but can also access in their dorm or their apartment. Um, Get lots of sleep get enough to eat, right? The the same tried and true that your parents told you when you were home, um, I think are really important. Um, Talk to your professor. Oftentimes professors have old exams on file that you can check out. Definitely have a study buddy. Um, The library has lots of resources, rooms that you can use. If you are teaching a concept to someone, that's also you learning that concept again. So study buddies, utilize the free workshops, get lots of sleep, get lots of good food. Um, Talk to your professor. 
That can be intimidating. But before the exam, rather than going in and saying what's going to be on the exam, right? You can say, I'm struggling with this concept that we talked about in class. And I was wondering if you had 10 or 15 minutes to give me a one-on-one review. Professors, all professors have office hours that you can go to. And oftentimes those office hours are empty. Right, you can go in there and spend um, just 15, 20 minutes to kind of reassure yourself, to relearn, to learn it for the first time. Um, So those are my tips for preparing for midterms. Well, that is solid advice and I can attest to that. I tried to do some of those things when I was an undergrad and you've said a few that I'm like, I better start doing that now in some of my current classes. Well, thank you, Stephanie, so much. This has been really helpful. Uh, Listeners, remember, you can find more. I'll put more information in the show notes, more information about Stephanie and and so forth. Uh, Thank you for listening to the Aggie Parent and Family Podcast.